and today I'm gonna be doing my first ever podcast recording that is not an introduction so if you haven't listened to my icebreaker introductory podcast what I will be discussing in my podcast world is all things social anxiety so before I talk about how I've been dealing and managing my anxieties, I'd like to first kind of run through the different experiences I've had in determining that, hey, I do feel and I do have this so-called social anxiety. Maybe I'd call it a social anxiety disorder because I did hear that or I've, I've heard a lot that social anxiety is kind of normal and natural for a lot of people but when it when it becomes when it controls us too much then there it becomes a disorder so uh, perhaps I'd give a little bit of background and history about my life from when I was a child up to today so when I was a child I would recall some moments being shared to me by my parents saying things like hey your cousin said that you're too quiet you're they 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 they're saying hey she doesn't want to talk to me referring to me not wanting to talk to my cousins whenever they would play with me or I would recall that some of one of my uncles would tell my mother, Hey, is there something wrong with your daughter? Why is she so quiet? You should have her checked. Or my parents would joke around whenever we would leave the house and we would run through what things did I leave at home? What things may, what things did I forget to bring and they would usually mock me and tell me I think you left your mouth referring to how quiet I would be once I step out of the house so basically you would hear that yeah I am a very quiet person and it's quite different for my family to understand this because for them whenever I am at home I'm actually one of the noisiest persons already at home. And when I say noisy, I am really noisy. Like, I talk a lot. And it's so different that when once I step out of the house, I try to understand this also as a child. I, I don't understand it. Like, I, I completely become so quiet and so just don't want to talk whenever I'm out of the house or outside uh whenever I am not just with my family and uh, I uh, I think it's hard to really just understand that hey I'm a quiet person on my own um, unless people start telling this to me and one of the few times that I think it would really be flashed on my face that hey you are quiet would be sometimes I write reflection papers in school and one of the things that I wrote one time in my reflection paper is that 
here one of the hobbies i like doing at home is actually bullying my brother and just annoying him throughout the day and my teacher wrote down as a note that hey this is new i can't imagine you doing that to your brother because you are so quiet in the classroom so it's those little anecdotes that when people explicitly tell you again and again that you are quiet and for me like if i'm in the classroom i'm expected right to just be quiet but for a teacher to really explicitly say that it means that even if people are even if students are expected to be quiet in the classroom i guess my level of quietness is so high up there that it is worth noting and it is something that you know she could just really say that you are a very very quiet and timid person so in classroom aside from you know just being quiet whenever the teacher is discussing the parts during school hours that really stress me most is whenever there would be scheduled breaks like recess lunch and dismissal because during class time you are expected to just you know sit down and just listen to the teacher which is so easy for people who just want to be quiet or who do not want to interact with others but during moments of break time recess lunch that's when you're expected to you know be social um go out with your go out with your classroom friends or your classmates and i've i found those moments challenging um i would whenever during times when i don't have a go to a go to group whenever like for example when you go to when you come into class as a like when you shuffle and you have new classmates so you have to form your new set of friends so you don't have like a go to group of friends to eat with for for recess or for lunch so those would be very difficult moments i guess even for well i guess this is a lot um being encountered by a lot of people you you need to have a certain group of friends to hang out with so it's very difficult if you're quiet and shy and you don't know how to make friends and even during dismissal time a lot of people would hang out with friends or stay around i would just really love to rush back home go to my car and be driven home and be away from people <laughs> and that continued even in college i looked forward to dismissal time whenever i had to just run back home and it wasn't completely so insane when i was studying because there was a limit there's an end to all these socialness like you just have to go and attend class and then come home and then that's it it doesn't really impact your life so much if you're if you stay invisible because all that you're expected to do anyway is to submit some requirements do a little bit of presentations 
and you're done you're done with the year you can move on to the next year or you're done with the entire thing you graduate and but before i go further into how it is now for me now that i am done with studying and out here in the real world working i like to talk more of how i how outside of just being quiet what did i experience that could actually already manifest the more anxious side of my shyness and quietness because a lot of people could be quiet a lot of people could be just wanting to be silent but it's different if you're already having other manifestations that kind of hinder you from acting a little bit more natural than how others would so one is uh, whenever we have group activities back in school we would have like for example i joined a a club like a youth catholic club that allowed us to form groups peer groups where you could do sharings of what happened during your week i'm not particularly sure what we shared was whether it was sharing of how our faith was or it would generally be a sharing about our lives which would usually just be easy for a lot it's it it might sound like you're just giving a story to a friend but for me in a group setting like that was around five to seven people and each one would have their turn to to share to share whatever happened to them or whatever they would want to share and it is those moments that i am just so so panicking and feeling anxious of course i don't show it but as each person would do their sharing i couldn't listen i would just be quiet thinking about what I would be saying and my hands would turn so cold and I would prepare what I'm gonna say to the point that once I am what once it is my turn to share what I would be sharing would really just be so short because I practiced what I had to say in my mind and I limited it to that and by the time it is my turn to talk I don't I don't have a lot of mental space to even acknowledge or accommodate new things to say. It's literally just what I have prepared, that's it. That's the only thing I can share and my mind would go blank. And it is difficult because it removes how present I could be as I listened, as I could have listened to the stories and the learnings I could get from the other people. But because I am anxious about my turn to speak, I couldn't listen to the other people and and then when it's my turn to speak i can't also share a lot because it's only limited to to what i have prepared in the few minutes few minutes prior me in the group discussion so that's a quite in-depth look of how it is of how i experience anxiety in one format in a group sharing format I experienced this perhaps um, in many other ways back when I was a child, but I think that that would be one of the more prominent ones because I think that would entail like a longer, uh, 
a longer time a longer time where the spotlight is on me and i think what's more pressuring about that type of situation is that you expect people to do that naturally right you're just in a group and you're just sharing a story and i think because of that expectation in my mind that kind of exacerbates or kind of makes me feel like what you're feeling is incorrect i have that struggle saying to myself that this is so wrong because no one else feels this and no one else experiences this but you and because of that it it compounds and it kind of heightens the anxieties i feel so there are other ways that i do feel anxious um as a child like you know when you are expected to go in front to do a presentation or even just be a prayer leader the one to lead the prayer for your class when you were back when you were in grade school but those were very rare times and i think because of the fact that you go in front and then you kind of do a presentation i think it it wasn't i didn't feel it as that much worse as compared to needing to share in a group setting about stories because that should have been easy but for me it was not and so for me because there was an expectation that um sharing in a group was easier i just felt so terrible that i would need to feel anxious during those moments but all those that i felt as uh all those symptoms that i felt um shy or anxious when i was still studying was nothing compared to how much worse it was when i started to work so during times when i was studying like i would feel those symptoms of my hands getting cold my voice would shake whenever i'm nervous my mouth would turn dry i think i would just generally shake and you know just not be my total relaxed self but i think a lot of people would also experience that and for me during those moments like okay i was nervous all right i i just have to finish this one thing and then it would be over i'd be fine again and i thought it would just be that i thought that would be how worse i thought that was the worst already and i thought that it would just get better from there if i would just work on it but but it actually turned to so to to a lot of worse to a lot more of symptoms that are really difficult to handle as i started to work so um when i started to work and i had to deal with people inside the organization and people outside the organization when there was a lot more communication involved not not that demanding but still there was a lot of meetings a lot of discussions that needed to happen i started to feel different symptoms that i've never felt before like um one would be even with basic the basic conversations in office like casual ones where you just drop by an office mates cube to ask something i started to see that 
I my my eyesight would dim or that my mouth would turn pale or my face would turn pale and there were times that I would literally stutter I I like my mouth would open but no words would come out as well and it was very embarrassing for me to to experience those and to show those manifestations to people in in my organization and I think what's what's what went uh, so far or what happened that really made me think and really research all about this disorder is when I started to run out of breath whenever we had discussions like seated formal meetings with people and if I run out of breath there or my eyesight would really dim or I would literally panic to the point that I have to step out of the room. Those were the moments that made me feel like, hey, this is getting out of hand. And it is also very difficult to deal with that in a work setting because you're, number one, you're representing the company and it's, it's, it's unprofessional. Even if you say this is a mental health disorder, it is unprofessional to just walk out of the room or to, to, to like I, I haven't experienced this I haven't experienced this but you know if you faint in front of people it's it's not something like you, you it can happen once because it might be a health concern but because it is an anxiety in me I would think that that would happen several times if I'm not able to control myself and so and so with all these that I've experienced at work I started to research and figure out how can I like well number one what is it what is this that I am experiencing and how can I manage and move forward so that I can actually get better from this I like to think that the reason this has actually worsened, that this anxiety or the shyness has turned into an anxiety to the point of a disorder during my work, is because there is a, I, I have a certain expectation or a mental mindset that when you're working, this is the real world and people are expecting a lot from you in terms of maturity, in terms of growth, in terms of that you should be able to handle it, that you should be able to carry yourself confidently and and socially. You should these things are pretty pretty basic. We expect you to have good social skills. But it's something that I've continued to struggle with and because I am unable to do it as how I expect myself as how I think I should be doing it, it all adds up. It becomes all these pressure on me, considering that I don't have the skills really in me. It all just adds up and blows up into this humiliating piece of anxiety. And so there, but but really, I think it's still a blessing that I experienced these 
um, it's not exactly early on in my work, but at least better now than to have never experienced this. Because I am experiencing this anxiety, this anxiety in the worst possible ways I could think of already, it allowed me to, to fix it, right? Because otherwise, I have never really went on to fix this shyness, these insecurities of mine. It has always just been there that, hey, I accept it. I'm shy. I'm quiet. I just, I just keep to myself. I'm okay with that. But you realize, you, or I realize, it hinders me from doing so much. It hinders me from expanding and in growing, especially in my career and in work. I could actually be doing plenty of other things, but I am limited because, because of how I'd like to be keeping to myself. Because of how I think I am incapable because I have all these physical manifestations of anxiety so it is still a journey and I'd I'd be uh, happy to share further how I've been learning to manage this anxiety of mine I haven't completely I haven't well I haven't at all risen above it so uh, I think it's good to have this podcast and have you guys listen in and see and track the progress of me rising above this anxiety. So there, I think I've shared a lot. This has been quite serious already. Um, Whatever things I have shared and there's plenty more, but I think if we just keep on dwelling in how it has manifested, if I keep on dwelling on, you know, the fact that there is, it is showing in me all of these symptoms. Um, well, there's nothing that could happen if I just keep dwelling on it. I think we should all move forward, and I think that should be my focus in the next episodes how to get out of this how to be better how to escape how to how to put all these aside yeah so thank you so much for tuning in this is a little challenge of mine to record myself part of my ways to rise above these anxieties so again if you have enjoyed this podcast or you know just being able to listen up to here up to this point please do drop me a message at silentdiariesasia at gmail.com and i'd be very very happy to hear your thoughts on this um yeah Drop me an emoji, please. Thank you. Till the next episode. XOXO, Silentheo.